This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join Oanda Senior Market Analyst Craig Earlham in London. Good afternoon, Craig. Good afternoon, Johnny. It's been a relatively quiet start to the week, has it not? Looking at the markets up a bit today, but not much to talk about really at this stage. Yeah, I mean, even if you look at currency markets, we're basically just treading water, same to an extent, maybe less so in commodity markets as well. You just have to kind of take a look at the economic calendar today and you can see that there really isn't a huge amount to talk about. The central bank uh, speak that we've had today from a couple of Fed policymakers, basically in line with what they've been saying previously. So there's no real shocks there. And I think the markets reflect that the good thing, uh, which we should always focus on, is that it's not going to last very long. Uh, we've got some big data points tomorrow. We kind of touched on them slightly on Friday, but we've got some big uh, data points to come between now and the next podcast on Wednesday. That's obviously uh, a big positive. We've got uh, UK jobs data tomorrow. We've got UK inflation data on Wednesday. And we've also got US inflation data tomorrow as well. So the good news is that this quiet period won't last for too long. You mentioned we've got UK jobs and inflation numbers coming up this week. What are markets expecting? I mean, what do they want to happen? Well, I think in an ideal world, what we'd love to see is inflation falling quite far and the labour market being quite steady. But we may just have to accept the fact that it is going to be a bit of trend uh, over the next couple of months, so we are going to see some improvement. I think the Bank of England actually said uh, last week or the week before that they think inflation will fall to 2% in the second quarter, but then it will start to rebound a little bit higher once the kind of base effects become less favourable. So the labour market tomorrow, the unemployment rate is expected to fall to 4%, but I would say take that with a pinch assault the sampling has become a big issue for the collection agency and uh, and therefore it's become less trustworthy as an actual gauge of the state of the labor market at the moment so i would take the unemployment rate as the bank of england and forecasters are with a, a huge pinch uh, of salt i think the average earnings is going to be the most important element of the jobs report because that's the thing that ultimately feeds into longer term inflation expectations and that is expected to drop from 6.5% to 5.6%. So a big move in the right direction there. So that's the one to keep an eye out for. As far as Wednesday's concerned with the inflation data, this is not the month that we expect we're going to see that large downtick. I think that's next month that we should start to see that in the data. So the consensus forecast is a slight uptick from 4 to 4.1 with core going up from 5.1 to 5.2. It would be fantastic if we can see that undershoot uh, and if we can see a significant show uh, of deceleration in inflation going into the end of this quarter, uh, especially if it would be beating the Bank of England's expectations, because even longer term, the Bank of England's expectations are not that far uh, above their 2% target over the medium term. And therefore, any kind of beats that you see will be more significant if you catch my drift than what we've seen previously. So I think we've got a couple of really important data points come this week, unemployment rate aside. So that's the UK data, Craig. We've also got US inflation coming up, which is even more important. I think it is, because obviously what the Federal Reserve does has big implications for the markets as a whole. The US is much closer to its target. So the headline CPI is expected to fall from 34 to 2.9% to monthly reading of 0.2 and core of 0.3. That would be very welcome at this moment in time. And when you combine that with some of the other data we've seen, yes, we had that red hot jobs report. And yes, the data in January wasn't quite as good as what we saw in December. Uh, but at the same time, we are seeing significant strides towards targets uh, uh, and we're seeing more and more data that is 
becoming slowly consistent with the Fed achieving its inflation goal. I know some people don't necessarily still view March as a particularly live meeting. I'm not sure I agree. I think we've got this inflation report before then. We've got another inflation report next month, and we've also got another jobs report as well. So I think there's plenty of data that, if it comes in favorable, puts uh, March very much back on the table. And therefore, I think this is going to be a massive, uh, massive reading and a massive uh, event for the markets this week. Do you think central banks should be concerned or are concerned about the recent rise in the oil price? It's now Brent crude at $82 a barrel, which is quite a bit uh, higher than it was about a month ago. These figures can make a big difference when it comes to the inflation number in a couple of months' time. Yeah, I mean, it's something that they've continually referenced, to be honest, not just the move in the oil prices, but wider supply disruptions because of what we're seeing in the Red Sea uh, and the implications that that could have for inflation as well. So I think central banks are not ignoring these things. But what they are saying is until these risks materialize, then it just remains that it's an upside risk. I mean, oil prices, Brent crude at around $80 is not really a big inflation risk. If that hits $90 to $100, then perhaps that will start to feed into higher expectations and that could cause uh, jitters uh, at the central banks. But right now, we are seeing decent moves in oil prices, but we're seeing decent moves around a perfectly reasonable level. So I don't think it's a massive inflation risk at this point to the extent that it would change central banks' view on where interest rates should be. But it's something that they are going to be closely monitoring and so that so will the rest of us. Finally, Craig, I wanted to ask you about the price of Bitcoin, which is edging ever closer to that magical $50,000 mark. Yeah, that's right. It's good. It's a really interesting one. It's actually gone, as you said, above the ETF level, which is really important. Uh, we saw a 20% decline, about 24, 48 hours after those 11 ETFs were accepted, uh, were approved. And now it started to climb higher once more. And it's not surprising that people get very excited about this. We've seen these rallies before. We've seen how fast they can potentially move. We've also seen how fast they can potentially fall as well. But if it moves back above $50,000, you can understand why that will generate a lot of excitement because already you're hearing talk of when will it hit these record highs? Is it going to hit these record highs this year? Are we getting carried away already? All the usual talk around uh, Bitcoin that we probably haven't heard for that long now, right? The last couple of years, we've seen some sharp declines. We've seen much lower prices than we saw around those peaks. Uh, and it seems that, that talk is now coming back. So certainly looking like a more exciting uh, moment for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency as a whole. Okay, Craig Earlham in London. Thanks very much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.